Those are the ones that know, without a doubt, they are going back to meet Allah. Mm. They have a meeting with him, a real physical meeting with Allah. They are going to go meet their Lord. I use that. I use that. When you taught us that, that's how I orientate myself when I'm about to enter Salah. Yeah, I know I'm having a meeting. <laughs> I'm returning to Allah. That is that is really a, such a powerful statement. Like, yeah. what is khushu'? Because you you know well, you gotta have khushu' in your salah, and that, you know Muslims will talk this. Okay, but then what is khushu'? And then it's crickets, or they'll tell you some other stuff. <laughs> they don't cite the ayah that comes right after that defines what it is. Mm. Welcome back to the Middle Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Imam Mark Manley. I was the Middle Ground Center, and I'm joined again by Brother Daoud Aleman. We're going to continue the conversation we've been having about such virtues as manhood and discipline. And so in this one, we're going to talk a little bit about the Islamic concept of the word sabr, a word we find mentioned frequently in the Quran and as well as in other Islamic texts, which is often translated as patience, but as you'll see, we really prefer the definition as perseverance. We're also going to discuss some of the stories of the prophets that came before and the purpose and function of those stories, as well as the need to cultivate the virtue of intentionality, something that as Muslims, we will be familiar with the word niya or intention, but we want to really talk about also being intentional in all of our acts, of course, in our acts of worship and devotion, but even in our mundane, quotidian actions that we do. So sit back and enjoy. This is episode three, part two. And there is a list that we have of some of the concepts that could kind of lean into um Mindset and heart set. I think we coined a new term here. Getting the heart set. Yes. Is it's a long list, but I, I would like to start with I think is the most difficult. I want to add one yeah. little, as we transition though, because you're talking about Huberman and the sunlight. Sure. But there's a very interesting passage, right? And so you're talking about like we believe in an akhirah. They mainly only believe in the dunya, mm. and so that's a benefit that's a a a, a in the dunya to go outside and you get the sunlight and i like to do that too right, right? but there's an interesting passage <coughs> in surah al-insan uh you know the 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 chapter about humanity and also related to the word insan some some of the scholars of grammar have said is related to being forgetful mm. right uh because nisyan and insan is uh, they're close is that there's the verse in Surah Al-Insan where Allah says, you know, Muttaki'ina ala al-Ara'ik. On that day, <clears throat> the people of faith, who will be rewarded for their faith and good deeds, that they will be upon thrones or they will be upon elevated uh, chairs or, you know, they'll have an elevated position. Ala al-Ara'ik. La yarawna fiha shamsan. And in the hereafter, there will be no shams. Mm. There will be no sun. Right. And there will be no bitter cold either. And yet they will be filled with light. Right. <laughs> you know, and so we understand that that is a benefit for now. 
right? Going outside and getting that. I understand that that's a benefit for now, but that's why we don't worship the sun mm. and we don't pray when the sun is directly above mm. because we acknowledge the sun is merely one of Allah's greatest signs because <clears throat> Allah swears an oath by it. Was shamsi wa Allah swear, God swears an oath to, to attest of his existence by drawing our attention to the greatness of the sun and the light that it emits. But if you look at the hereafter, there's no shumps, there's no sun, and there's no bitter cold. And yet it will be this bliss, this blissful existence. So yeah, anyway, amazing. I just no, wanted to amazing. add that well, because, I, you know, we think yeah. about, you know, that benefit of the sun is temporary. And it's actually, as a, as a side side note, that creation, the sun and the moon, will be in the hellfire. And, and they like, will, it will eventually either shamsu kubirat. It will go, just, it'll just wind up and go away. It'll blow out, right? right? Um, and so, you know, yeah. just, that's why for us, like, yes, we, we as, a lot, as we discussed in the, in the previous episode, la tensa nasiba kamina dunya. Don't forget your portion of this life. So, mm. alhamdulillah, get all the benefit of this yep. life because that's how you're going to get to the akhirah. There are tools. Right. Yeah. And so it's a tool, but it's not an object of worship. Mm-mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, out of our list of some of the concepts related to manhood, and they, they spill over into womanhood, um, but getting the heart set, the idea of patience. And you know this is this subject or topic or idea has been you know we hear it a lot it's it's discussed a lot and rightfully so because it's one of the hardest and maybe one of the more elusive because it's so abstract like what is patience anyways right and you've elaborated it's the idea of you know being able to withstand something I like when you mentioned that to withstand something you know you feel this pressure. But you're able to have, you can tolerate it, you can withstand it, it's not, you don't yeah, crumble, we, right? We think about it like patients, or like you're a patient. Like you have a doctor's appointment, you go to the office and you sit there and you just wait <laughs> until they see you and you're being patient. And that patience in the Quran, if, again, just like we said the word mind or mindset, right? We got to understand mm. what does that really mean. So when we say patience is sabr, I don't really know if that is what is contextually what that's meant in the Qur'an. So, one, sabr is something that you do to help yourself. Because patience is just a matter of waiting. And you're more like, it's passive, and you're almost like, you have no agency, if we want to invoke that mm. word again. But actually, sabr is a is is one of the mafatih, one of the keys to having agency as a believer. Mm. And so Allah says, like in the second chapter of the Quran, "Wasta'inu bisabr wasalah." Help yourself. Seek out the means to aid and assist yourself first with sabr so-called patience, and we got to unpack that. Mm. And then prayer. And it's interesting, Allah, the taratib, right, the, the Allah says, we would think like, oh man, just pray your way out of every situation. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, or if I, you know, like we said, man, I, boy, man, I, I prayed that fudger so tight, man. <laughs> I, got I, got, it I, got, I got it. Just the heavens are going to open up, right? Versus 
Allah says first, no, no, have, 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 have some tenacity, have some perseverance, mm. have some, you know, have a little bit of intestinal fortitude, right? Have some grit. I always said, man, like, if you really wanted to translate the word sabr into English, it would be far closer to the idea of almost the colloquial understanding of grit and determination mm. than it is sitting around waiting for something to happen. Right. Because he tells the Prophet, وَاسْبِرْ عَلَى مَا يَقُولُونَ عَلَيْهِ سَلَامُ Allah tells the Prophet Muhammad, may Allah bless him, and persevere and have patience and have fortitude and be perseverant despite what they're saying. Mm. They're saying you're not a prophet. They're saying you're a sorcerer. They're saying you're crazy. They're saying this and that. They're denying the Quran. They're denying this and that. And Allah says, what's, you know, you know, have sabr about what they're saying. So it doesn't mean just wait around and what? Wait around and wait for them to finish what they're saying? No. Keep going. Keep preaching. Keep telling the people about the truth. Despite, right? So if we want to understand the word sabr, it's going to have a despite aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, help yourself through sabr and prayer, through perseverance and prayer. Yeah. And that is going to be a really, really tough affair that most people will struggle with, yeah. except for the people of khushu'a. Right, the khasha. Mm. And what are those people? Mm. Right, they are the ones those are the ones that know without a doubt they are going back to meet Allah. Mm. They have a meeting with Him, a real physical meeting with Allah. They are going to go meet their Lord. I use that. I use that. You, when you taught us that, that's how I orientate myself when I'm about to enter Salah. Yeah, I know that is that is really a, such a powerful statement. Like, yeah. what is khushu? Because you, you know, well, you gotta have khushu in your salah, and that, you know, Muslims will talk this. Okay, but then what is khushu? And then it's crickets, or they'll tell you some other stuff. <laughs> they don't cite the ayah that comes right after that defines what it is. Mm. So it means first it begins alladina. What is khushu? The, the one who is khashi'un, those who, it's a it's a people. I mean, they exist, it's real, and you can be that, inshallah. Mm-mm-mm. You can be that. Yep. And then, yadunnun, dhanna. It's about what? Their mindset, if we want to use it again. Yeah. Their thinking, their disposition, what they're planning. Instead of saying yulaqu, but say mulaqu, but it implies that they will really be there. This is not a metaphorical term that you're going to go and meet Allah in the hereafter, that this is just a euphemism for some... Uh, no, no. It is more real than anything you Oof. could think of in this life. You got it. So, in relation to your heart set, your mindset, another aspect we might find in patience or this idea of oh, here comes. perseverance oh, is here, not complaining. Here it comes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So you're going through some ordeal, and you're going to have some level of qana, contentment mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. 
Why? Because we've orientated our understanding that this situation that we're going through is from God and that let me withstand the pressure of this situation by the remembrance of God because if our heart set was correct and we started this out, this conversation with the continuous remembrance of God or and we prayed for it, then in these times, mm-hmm. we would default to that thinking. Yes. And we have an ayah, with every difficulty comes the ease. Yeah. So one of my close friends, and I shared this before, Brother Rios, he had told me, he gave me this nice, uh, if you will, image. And I I go back to it a lot, is that he goes, you think about, maybe you can say it in Arabic. He said in the Arabic, it's like as if you had a train and the beginning is this hardship coming. And that train is all one piece. And in the beginning of the train is the difficulty. Yes. And at some point as it's traversing, it eventually gets to a part or a section of the train where the ease starts to come mm-hmm. till the caboose. And you're completely out of and back into the ease, but it's connected, right? So this difficulty is not separate or the ease is not separate from the difficulty. It's all connected. It's just when will it come? And that's determined by Allah. So when do we finally get out of this difficulty and into the ease? Right. That's well, where also the patience, right? Is, inna, right. So so for inna means it's like a subject predicate. This is like a certain kind of formula. It's very formulaic. Mm. There will be hardship, and you can expect that. But then, right, there will be it will have ease, and then Allah repeats it. Right, so it, Allah makes the declaration that you understand this is what it is. So make no mistake, you're going to experience hardship in life, whether you are pious, whether you are not pious. Black, white, young, old, rich, poor, you, it's a guarantee. Mm. It's a guarantee. But then Allah repeats the same ayah virtually again without the fa, right? Because there would no need to use the fa in this case. But he repeats it again so that you understand both. You're going to get it, but then you're going to get ease. Mm. And the name of this, right, they call it surah ash-sharh. Sharh in the Arabic also, like when, when, you know, if you take one of these books, I mean, I got, you know, like if you take a great work of uh, whether it's uh, explanation of the Quran, tafsir, or fiqh, right, worship, and you have these great classic works that are like, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 volumes long, man, that's, 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 uh, <laughs> that's a lot. And so what they make is a sharh, like another scholar will come along and they will make an explanation. Like they will explain the meaning. Mm. So this chapter, this very, very short chapter of the Quran is going to explain some basic facts of existence of life. Mm. And it's posed, it be, in this chapter, it poses every, the first couple ayat, the first couple verses are posed as rhetorical questions. Mm-hmm. Didn't we, you know, you can also think of sharh as like, you know, fatha, like didn't we open or expand? Because what do you do when you take something that's very complicated, 
It's like as if it's, imagine if you take a concept that's very, very complicated. It's almost as if you've written the letters on top of each other. And you can't, like, man, I'm just not getting it, man. It's too bound together, right? And what do I need? I need somebody to expand it for me mm. so that pull it apart so I can see the parts more. And then I can have an understanding. So, yeah. didn't we expand your chest, Muhammad, sallallahu like a wizard and on and on and on. So he's telling the Prophet like, didn't we do all of these things for you that gave you resilience? What? We expanded your breast to give you the capacity to have more sabr, for mm. more perseverance and more compassion and more kind. Because, you know, trust me, dealing with people Especially your own people. I know, man, dealing with my own people, bro, I'd say, I'm offended to get out the gauge. You know, give them both barrels, right? But, yeah. you know, Allah Ta'ala gave the Prophet Sallallahu this, this expansion to give him more sabr and mm. more compassion and more capacity to deal with human beings which are extraordinarily annoying. And then raised his, you know, his he, he honored him by 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 expanding and ennobling his reputation and on and on and, and alleviating the burdens off of his back. Yes. And then, you know, that's how it works. That you're going to get the usr and then the yusr. You're mm. going to get the hard and then it will come. Mm. And now, you know, when you are free of your obligations, don't go to some worldly matters. Have even greater passion and desire for your Lord. Yeah. I think that's another thing to talk about mindset is that the the the, the Huberman mm. mindset. And I don't mean any disrespect sure. to him. He seems like a really, you know, smart guy. But the Dunyawi Huberman mindset is, you know, you go outside, you get sunlight, you know, you take these supplements, you work out, you do all these great things, right? But what do you do them for? Mm-mm-mm. To be healthier? I mean, alhamdulillah, that's great. But for us, health is what? To employ your health in the worship of Allah. And that's why we mentioned, like, for instance, uh, Sheikh Al-Majaji in his book on Maliki Fiqh, uh, or rather, I'm sorry, Imam Al-Qafasi, rahimullah, like the great Tunisian scholar, in his introduction to his book on Maliki Fiqh, he, go, he gives a brief little kind of summary of some basics of usul, of foundational knowledge. And he says that even when it comes to the ibahat, to those things that are neutral, meaning that if you do them, you, you don't, they're not praiseworthy, nor are they blameworthy. They're just neutral, mm. right? He said, however, even when it comes to those things that are neutral, if you have the intention to employ them in the service of Allah. He said either that be like a man that has relationships with his with his wife or vice versa so that he fulfills her desire so that she's not tempted to fill it in the haram way or vice versa for him or even in eating. You eat food. Food is generally considered neutral. But let's say I want to I eat this food with the intention to strengthen my body so that I can worship Allah. Mm. Or as I like to say, I'm going to drink this cup of coffee at 9 o'clock at night so that I can stay up and make qiyam mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but it, it, but it's true. It, it's it, with the, the intentionality. Intent. So even then, you can expand that to, the, to those things that are neutral 
to ultimately be about what you know right to have that 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 passion and that desire to make your life all about the worship of the one that made you which is as we know the sole purpose of our existence orientate the heart get get that heart set correct um no intent is like a a, a weapon or the secret sauce people don't know and like you said even in the neutral actions when we study, I had taken a class on some of these concepts, and I remember the Sheikh reminding us, yeah, you can capitalize on those by having the correct intention. Yes. And when you intend to do something for the sake of God, even though it was a neutral action, you're getting some reward for it, benefit out of it. Mm-hmm. So why are we leveraging these things? And again, the purpose of the podcast is to connect these dots, remind ourselves and others of our position on this planet and how we can navigate it with um, efficiency, if you will. So uh, continuing on the long, on the line of uh, patience, um, leveraging the greatest stories that we ever heard that are recorded in the Quran. And we have the story that I guess it, I mean, there's many, but one of the, uh, uh, I would say, epitome of Patience in the story of uh, Yaqub or Jacob. Yes. Or Job. And I'll summarize no, it. No, Yaqub would be Jacob. Yaqub. Yeah, 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 Jacob. Yeah. That would be Jacob. But Job. Ayub. Ayub. Ayub, Ayub sorry. Yeah, Ayub. Yeah, yeah. And I wrote it, but I mispronounced yeah. it. So Ayub or Job is uh, narrated in the Bible. Uh, the patience of Job. We have, right. yep, but we have, I think, a little bit more detailed um, story, the story of it, and then the Prophet Sallallahu of course, would uh, elaborate further. But the bottom line is, Shaitan comes to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and says, "You know, your servant is only grateful to you because you've given him all these things, his family, wealth, and stuff right, like right. this." But if I take it away from him, or if you allow me to take it away from him, you'll see him ungrateful. Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And Allah says, go ahead, I'll give you permission, except you won't be able to take his heart or enter into his right. heart. Right. You won't be able to change this. And again, we go back to the heart, right? So there's some some it's, deep yeah. indication that the orientation of the heart, if that's not correct, the rest of the body isn't correct. The mindset, forget it. So I'm glad you had orientated us to that, the, the correct clarification of the heart. Um, so the, the, the bottom line in summary is that shaitan is able to kind of you know, bring devastation to uh, Job's household. Yes. And apparently there was a, a collapse of the home where the roof had fell in. Or something to this effect where he had lost his children. Yes. Yeah. I mean, whether we go with the Israeliyat story or what, yeah, I mean, he suffered great, great personal yeah. tribulation. Yeah. And so he had lost his children. He had gotten ill, which then lost some of the income. Yes. And his wealth is diminishing now. His wife says, okay, let me go work. But the community realizes, well, he has this disease. She might have it too. We don't want it. 
They cut her off of any income source. Yeah. And it seems to be getting worse and worse. And so she comes to him and says, oh, Joe, uh, why don't you pray to God and just like, you know, get this off of us? Like you're a servant of you're a Nabi, you're a prophet of God. Like you could just get this one, two, three, just make your dua. Right. And uh, <clears throat> make your make a prayer, you know, say a prayer to God. And, and, and he's like, oh, wife. How long have we been in prosperity? Like 80 years or more. Right. Like we're doing, we've been doing pretty good, right? Yeah. How long have we been in this situation? Not too long. But I don't know, eight years, 10 years, something like that. For us, that would have been a lifetime, right? Yes. We're, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, bad. Yeah. The one year, we were, yeah. <laughs> the, the loss of our children, we would have yes. been devastated and probably yeah. spiled out of, out of you yeah. know, who yeah. loses all of their children at once, right? Yeah. Like, you know, a plane crash and lost everybody. And it's like, so, I mean, he's bringing her back into perspective. Like, we need to have some patience. Yeah. And I think as the story goes, Allah alam, but he had mentioned, and if I was well, I would give you some lashings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah put you back into perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he's sick. So, and he kind of makes an oath there, too. Yeah. There's this kind of oath in his uh, wording there. Uh, however, he's restored. Everything is restored back to him. And Allah tells him, go to, to satisfy his kind of oath there as a side note, to go out to the field and grab some of the, the long grass and give the lashing to your wife. It won't hurt her. And you won't be a liar. Yeah. Allah always makes it correct. He yeah, rectifies yeah. everything, right? And makes things correct and makes a way out with ease and mercy, yeah. right? Um, but, but the bottom line is, is that his patience and perseverance uh, won the day. And it came in the same tartib. It came in the same order of the verse we just talked about. وَاسْتَعِنُوا بِالصَّبْرِ sala. Right, seek your aid and assistance. Aid yourself through a difficult first through sabr. So Ayub alayhisalam, right? Job, he he took the the tariq, the path of what sabr. Mm. Then of course he prayed and Allah answered his dua. Right. So it just it shows that right, it it's following what the Quran is 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 saying. Right. Definitely. Yeah. No. Interesting note. I didn't I didn't consider that. So. Um, we fall back on these stories, you know, and, and, and stories are good. You got to go back to them. They, uh, especially the stories of the Quran, they're the best, as Allah says, the best of stories, because there's so much you can pull from that is relevant to your own life. And the prophets, and especially the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu has went through every, he's wore every hat, if you will. Yes. Every aspect of life, it's, he's went through it, so you can always find some understanding when you go back and dig in that and engage in your Quran and engage in the seerah and stories and lives of the prophets. Um, but those are some of the things and aspects that our manhood, uh, as men, we should be seeking out these resources and leveraging them so we can man- maintain our understanding, our religion, and our perspective in this life. And uh, to be intentional. We, I think if there's, one, if there's one thing that's missing, because, you know, you and I have probably seen umpteen number of videos about manhood and mm. masculinity and 
you know, sure, it's great to go out and you know lift weights and and do all that. That that's you know that's 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 definitely helpful. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. And and I can I can personally attest to that definitely being of great assistance. But even that in itself doesn't work if you're not intentional and then therefore consistent. Because I think we cannot have an intentionality if it's going to be willy-nilly. No. It has to, intentionality and consistency must go together. And I think that's something that young people, young men are robbed of where they just don't seem to have a great amount of intentionality in their lives. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you, what are y'all doing, man? You know, um, when you talk to a lot of young people today, even in their language, I find that mm. they cannot articulate themselves mm. well. You know, what are you doing? Ah, I'm just, you know, I'm grinding. I'm gr- what, what the <laughs> hell is grinding, man? No, I mean, these terms, right? Like, what, what is grinding? Because if you think of grinding, something is either going to be ground up and it's going to be destroyed, <laughs> or it's going to be ground up and, purpose, and, and repurposed and to determined. something else, right? <laughs> that I, I don't see anything that is ground up and then it's it, it, it serves its own purposes, right? right. So, you know, I, when you when you hear young people today, it's like, or you know, uh, I'm, I'm hustling. Man, if you hustling, I guarantee you being hustled is, at the same time. Might be ba- uh, right hustling backwards. <laughs> yeah, you might be. You know, just you know, and so the 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 language is very revealing. And so when pe- when people mm-hmm. cannot clearly articulate themselves, mm. this is a problem. This becomes a real problem. So I think that you know any any attempt for young young men today to climb out of this pit that they're in is that they need they need to be articulate. They need to be consistent. They need to be repetitive. They need to be intentful, you know, purposeful uh, in, in what they do. Because otherwise, it, 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 it is almost kind of like a, a civilization of ADD. Yeah. You know, ADHD or whatever you want to call it. HDTV. Right. I don't even know what the – I don't know. I don't know what the adage is anymore but, or what the acronym is anymore. But just that idea of what? Floundering. Right. Floundering. Um, no, well, and and uh, the opposite is true. Having the wrong intent. Well, yeah, of course, you know, in the middle of yet, right? Yeah. The actions are only based upon their intention. So that's what you get. And of course, in that in that great statement of the Prophet Sallam, is that what that if a if a man made a hijrah for a woman, then that's what you'll get. But if you made a hijrah for the sake of Allah's messenger. And Allah Taala Himself, then that is what you will get. So you got to That's you got to That's why you have to look. That all these things are connected. Al Khashi'in, who are they? Alladina yadunnu anhum walaqo Rabbihim wa anhum ilayhi rajiun. The people of focus, the people of sincerity, the people of humility. These are not divorced. They're all part together. They're the ones that know that they have a meeting with Allah. Yeah. And as a result of that, they prepare for it. Right. You know, uh, they're responsible. Now there are those that. That that they they may know that they have a meeting with Allah, but they won't. Well, they won't. They they don't prepare for it. Right. You know, and we've probably all been in a meeting at some point in our time with somebody. You can tell, like, man, they they just they stitching this joint together right as we watching it, and it's horrible. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I, th- I I think, and also maybe I'm projecting, but I personally I'm very happy when I have a purpose. Oh yeah. You know. 
you've probably experienced. Sometimes you have a day you're out of sorts because it's just like your plan. You didn't have a plan or something and that can make you feel out of sorts. Yeah. But uh, even if that plan is I got to run around and do a thousand different errands, right? Even if it's busy work, that, you know, that, but at the same time, there's a certain, at least as a man, like, man, I got to pay these bills. I got to go to the store and get this. I got to run this errand for my wife. I got to pick up my kid from school. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I can be tired. But at, at the same time, I have a great, a greater degree of contentment. Because I'm doing something. Yeah. Right? I'm doing something and it's adding up to something. Right. No, definitely. Um, I, and we talked about that before. Uh, with one of the uh, psychologists I mentioned, um, and he had did that study, and his definition of success was uh, a person who has um, a plan, a goal, which equates to some intention, right? And somebody who doesn't have that in his estimation or his definition, you know, is, if you will, uh, kind of a loser. You, you're not amounting to nothing. So if there's no goal, there's no intent, uh, you're not accomplishing nothing. There's just, you know, you've got kind of an empty life and you're wondering. You'll yeah. never accomplish nothing. So even in our day-to-day uh, affairs, those little things um, and having purpose, yeah, no, it's very significant. It's very significant to human existence. And I think, you know, in today's uh, lifestyle and they've got us if you will, and we can always talk about who's they, but the system, if you will, the way it's designed now yeah. in America in particular. But, um, you know, you just mentioned a key word, but busy. You, we got all this busy work that it really didn't accomplish to nothing. But and it, it, if we look at it from a Sharia point of view, it's, it might be neutral. Yeah. But why don't we leverage that for the sake of God and make an intent and then you have even a stronger yeah. purpose and all these other benefits that come with it, whether it's in this life or the hereafter. So again, you know, orientating the heart and getting the the heart aligned, the mindset in check, um, is is, is going to be prosperous, man. Yeah. It's just going to be beneficial and prosperous to, I think, health definitely, and you know, our own, if we yeah, will, if, spirituality. If, if, you, if you can tell a bunch of maids, like, hey, man, this work is. If you can do a Jedi mind trick, hello, on a bunch of maids, and they, and all of a sudden they're like in the, they're in the groove. They're you they're know, losing weight. Some I know, of them actually lost weight. They're like, you know, they're well, I getting, lost weight. They're getting yoked. You know what I mean? So. And what are we doing? We're like complaining all day. Yeah. You know, why Allah? Why yeah, you put yeah, this on me? Yeah. I got to go to the grocery store. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, and so you know. The, the, again, the manhood and the idea of 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 patience. Now, this this kind of um, overflows into relationships, and in particular, uh, I want to hone in on to on the idea of respect for women. Mm. And this this really, from you know, culture to culture, gets muddled up. And gets convoluted, and we we have uh, factors that affect our understanding of other cultures because of news, because of you know rumors, misnomers, right? Uh, and we you know, and so everyone's going through this weird idea of manhood, and especially families that may have been divorced and broken up. So you got a young male or female, uh, their idea of a family has now been misconstrued or, you know, so, and then how we deal with women. 
And it's hard. It, it is really hard when no one taught you and no one pointed out those aspects. And in Islam, it's very defined. It's very clear. Whereas in most societies, especially in America, it's kind of willy-nilly. You, you just, uh, well, I guess I heard this thing of respect, but what does that really mean? Although now, unfortunately, amongst the Muslims, their understanding of Islam is purely a culture. And there will be many things in their culture mm. that are actually in, they're like mukhalafa. Uh, they're like you know, in direct opposition to what the dean says. You've been listening to the Middle Ground Podcast. And this is episode three, part two. We're going to follow up with episode three, part three here shortly. You can follow me online on Instagram at son of Pierre. And you can also check out Daoud online at GB Elevate. And that's spelled G-B-L-E-V-A-T-E, GB Elevate. We appreciate all of the support. And like always, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions of anything that you'd like to hear on future episodes, drop us a comment. We look forward to seeing you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.